What's going on, everybody? This is Big McEnroe, a.k.a. Rod Bailey, and this is the Brandon Podcast. This is episode four, and that means we are halfway through this podcast. We're doing seven episodes. We're dropping three new tracks per episode. There's 22 tracks. We gave you an extra track on episode one. So here we go. This is episode four. Thanks again to UGS Meg for hosting the podcast. Uh, we got three new songs from my album called Brandon. The Brandon album drops on August 6th. 2021 so that's uh, coming up pretty soon and um, if you want to check out the whole track listing you can go on apple music and spotify and all those things it is up for pre-order and you can pre-order the album and what does that mean not much it's digital we're not going to run out of copies or anything like that but uh, you can go ahead and check it out see the great song titles we have come up with and all that kind of thing um so thank you for that and let's get into it so today i'm joined by allison walden uh, allison and i went to school together in starting in 1987 in new era school so we went to new era in 87 to 89 that's grade 8 and 9 new era was junior high school and it was french immersion and then we continued on together in Neelan high school from grade 10 to 12 so we basically went all the way from grade 8 to 12 together and we're really good friends we had um, a lot of mutual friends we liked a lot of the same music we were in the same classes and uh, so it was really great to reconnect with her um, I did find that I, I maybe I was nervous or something but I did find uh, my my questions to her were very meandery and stuttery I'm not sure why so I did try to edit that out as much as I could but I apologize to you in advance for not being as sharp as I could be um, I started off by asking Allison about her time at at uh, New Era and just sort of getting into Brandon. And also, I thanked her because she's the first woman to appear on the Peanuts and Corn podcast, something that is long overdue. We've had nothing but dudes all last year, and even on the Brandon podcast so far, it's been dudes. So I wanted to thank her for joining us. So let's get into it. This is uh, my conversation with Allison about growing up in Brandon. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I was born in Winnipeg. I didn't mm-hmm. move to Brandon until I was eight. And in between, I lived in Thompson. So when I moved to Brandon, it was like moving to the big city. Yeah, You know, I remember uh, <laughs> coming from Thompson, like, wow, look at this. Um, but um, yeah, I remember, um, it's funny that you should say that this podcast is all dudes because that definitely wasn't our experience at New Era in junior high, right? There were five guys in the class. I think in grade in a, in a grade class nine, of eighteen, there was, there was there was five guys. I mean, there was more. I think in grade eight, but it was yeah, we were definitely the minority, definitely. Yeah, dropping out. Um, but yeah, I, I remember. You know, we were we were talking about this earlier. Uh, just not getting exposed to anything right like i i didn't know what i didn't know about music when or culture when i was living in brandon as a child just because all you would hear was what was on the radio you had uh ckx kx96 so country classic rock that's all you had um until you mentioned on one of the podcasts we found out about brave new waves which was amazing right and then uh i remember when my parents got the much music channel yes that was a real game changer um but yeah just uh thinking back i was trying to remember how i I got into more alternative music but what was it about our class like we were hungry like we were completely different from all the classes before us and after us I, i i can't really put my finger on what it was though just do you have any any thoughts uh I don't know. I guess it just takes one person, and maybe the person was Tyler. I'm not sure. Uh, um, but, it, you know, one person to be in, into this, into stuff, and then just gives you an energy, and then everyone's into to different stuff. I don't know. It was, you know, I talked to, to Stefan the last, and he's like, he singled out the new era phenomenon in as being a thing in Brandon, where it's like you had these weird kids who who were just into different stuff for whatever reason. And part of it was the skateboard thing and just sort of everything that came from from around that. But I, I don't know. I mean, it was like, you know, and we we're such a small group. So I guess it's really easy to influence each other when there's really so few of us. Like you said, there was in grade nine, I think there was five guys and what did you say? 14 girls or whatever? Like were we, we weren't yeah, even 20 were, of us, right? Yeah, there were 13 or 14 girls and five, five guys. I was thinking maybe, you know, our school was so small. So, and Neelan, our high school was small as well. Yes. So we could never have a good sports team. 
So maybe maybe we were just like, you know what? We're just not even going to bother. <laughs> we're going to do something completely different because it could be it. you know we're, we're I mean, obviously you know I, I remember how bad our sports teams were at New Era. I was on the volleyball team. We won one game. And we were apologizing to the team after. We're like, oh, so sorry, guys. So you must feel terrible. <laughs> Thank you, though. Thank you. We appreciated this. <laughs> we, were on, we were on the, we had the basketball team, and I was on the basketball team, and we lost every game. And in fact, I think we only scored baskets in a handful of games. Like, we not only did, like, we got shut out, which is unheard of in basketball. We were, <laughs> the only game that we had any, we were in was when the Brandon Bobcats came as a demo and they had to play so badly, you know, like they'd obviously play down to whoever they were, you know, they'd go from school to school and they would make it competitive. So they weren't gonna just sit there and blow you out. So they were um, playing down to us, which would have been so painful because we were so bad, like none of us could even shoot. So we would lose every game by a shutout, which has got to be a record. We were that like, so yeah, sports wise and Neilan wasn't much better, but New Era was definitely a laughing stock, like just. <laughs> Why didn't we go to each other's games? Like in hindsight, that I think that would have been fun. Like, we, you know, the volleyball team could have went to your games and you could have come to our games. Just kind of like, woohoo. I almost feel like our games were closed to the public. Like it just was that embarrassing. It was like, let's just get this over with and move on with our lives. And there was no spectators. I don't, I don't know. It's all a bit of a, of a blur, but I recall if we got the ball we would it would get stolen every single possession and then they would go and score and it was just it was like bad news bears but but worse with no happy ending at all it was just like okay that's it <laughs> we we weren't we definitely weren't jocks because we just couldn't be in that environment no. so we had some some artsy people had some music people so about what you remember about getting into say you know different bits of music like any little bits you remember as far as your first tape or and then what about getting into more um stuff that wasn't on the radio you know like when when would you have who would have given you a a new order tape or or something that was what do you remember about maybe getting introduced to something that you weren't familiar with from the radio new order was my first cd actually and I got it from, oh yeah, yeah, I got I got it for a birthday present, uh, New Order Substance. And I knew about New Order Substance because someone would always bring Bizarre Love Triangle to the dances yes. and play it. And yes. that's, that's where I heard that. And it wasn't the DJ who brought that to the dance. It was some person. I don't know who it was, yeah. right? Some, some individual who wanted to hear some good music. So that, that's where I heard New Order. Um, but I know that um, I knew of The Cure before that because um, our mutual friend gave me uh, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me for my birthday when I turned 16. So I okay. was already into The Cure at that point, but that was my first Cure CD. Right. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes, uh, I would, I would get a chance to hear some, not really alternative, but sort of trending towards alternative on the radio, you know, like maybe they would play like U2 or uh -huh. REM or something like that. Yes. And then I can't remember who told me about Brave New Waves, mm -hmm. but I used to try and record that, but the show was so late that I'd fall asleep. <laughs> so I, I would press record and just go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had the same trouble. It was, it was on I think at 11 or 11.30 or something like that, which was tough to, even if you got the first few songs, then you'd be like, you know, like you're not gonna get into hour two. And it was hard to, they would play all kinds of really crazy stuff. It wasn't like all, it wasn't like The Cure and Depeche Mode and this, it was like obscure, crazy obscure. So you could really 
kind of lose your energy if they played like Skinny Puppy or some weird, you know, sound sound of one hand clapping kind of, you know, experimental <laughs> stuff that you're like, uh, I stayed up for this, you know. And then, yeah. then they play something, yeah. and then be like, "And now we're gonna do a Beastie Boys feature," and you'd be like, "Oh man, I missed it," or something like that would happen. So it's so unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, we were we had to work so hard, right? Yes. Like like my partner now here in Toronto, he grew up in Toronto, and I was telling him about the stuff that we used to do to get music. Like you just had to know someone, you had to get a mixtape. Uh, and you know he just grew up with all of that stuff here and it was just around it was playing on the radio it was you know in a restaurant if he went to a restaurant and it's like i remember going to winnipeg and hearing the cure in a restaurant and like you know i i swore allegiance to that restaurant forever like best <laughs> restaurant in the world like who cares about the food they're playing the cure that's right <laughs> unbelievable yeah and, and i still get a feeling like that you know that I, I was on some patio like last summer or not last summer probably would have been the summer before and they started playing the cure and i get this like thrilled feeling like oh they're playing the cure and right. i'm at a patio and, and it's like no that's actually not exciting nobody else is excited <laughs> they've heard it a thousand times exactly So let's talk about Neilan. So you mentioned Neilan, and if you were were, the, were one of us weirdo type of people who are into different things, then probably Neilan was the place for you. And I'm not sure why. It was just kind of a, there was already people we knew there, I guess. And it was, I mean, obviously we were in French, and if we wanted to continue with French, that was the only option. And we did. What do you remember about deciding about Neilan? There's probably no, was there any decision to be yeah, made? No. or? No, no question. I, I wanted to keep going uh, in French, and I didn't want to go to either of the other schools. Like I thought of, I thought of Crocus as more of like a, they had all the technical programs. Yeah. So I, I wasn't into that. So I wasn't going to go there. And then uh, I don't know Vincent Massey. That was kind of the, um, you know, that was like I, I guess it was it, it had the reputation of being a school for academics. I guess, but I don't know. I kind of always thought of it as kind of this kind of snotty attitude school as well. So yeah. I, I don't know if that's fair characterization, but um, I think yeah, so I didn't want to go there. Yeah, I think that was a perception. And of course, not really true once you got to know people from there like anything. Yeah. But but certainly that was the word on the street that, you know, and I'm sure their, their word on Neelan was, was probably not that flattering either as far as being... Yeah. You know, a, weird, a lot of weird people and uh, and probably the third best school with sports, like you said. Mm -hmm. um, we had good art programs, though, at Neon, which I was into. So so we had we had great art teachers like for visual art. And then mm -hmm. uh, they had, you know, the theater program. And I think it was the only high school that had a musical theater right. program. So, I mean, I think that's one reason why so many uh, creative people slash weirdos ended up going there. Mm -hmm. No, maybe some of them. Okay, so let's get into a track now. Um, here is the song called The Cure. This is the next single from the Brandon Project. And in two weeks, that's July 6th, it will be available for download. And hopefully, if all things go well, there'll be a video that you can check out as well. So this is uh, a song called The Cure. Check this out. She didn't want a boyfriend unless his name was Robert Smith That made me want a more, so I borrowed all her compact discs Three imaginary boys, up to not including Wish Too much of the cure can really pull you into the abyss This girl was really shy, don't think she gave a guy a kiss All the way through high school, plus her folks were really strict If there was a social, 50-50 she'd attend I'd always ask her out, said she only liked me as a friend And she meant it, so we hung out just 
just his friends But I thought I loved her Unrequited love and I'm depressed Doesn't help I'm listening to Fascination Street on repeat In my disc man obsession isn't sweet For a kid in grade 10 Listening to Joy Division of the fish in the sea They said I wouldn't listen I was noble in my mission And I wanted folks to know Means of expression Dressed in black head to toe I showed up to the dance With my Morrissey pompadour Asked the music man To play something by the cure Close to me comes on the gym floor Clears after all that Turns out my girl's not here Not here So um, I, I, th I think you've talked about this before, just how, how difficult it was to, to purchase anything even remotely different from the record store in Brandon. Actually, I, I, I was thinking and I bought my first Smith's record from ANA Records. It was uh, a single and it was um, a 45, but it was like a full size 45 okay. and it was for ASS yeah. and uh, Golden Lights. And um, and I bought this record. I saw it just because it said it was the Smiths. Right. And no, I never even heard the Smiths when I bought it. I was like, oh my god, it's a Smiths record. Like right. this, this sounds like something that I would like. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So all I ever knew was that you know the Smiths. Everyone says they're depressing and whatnot. So I brought it home and I listened to it, and it was like super depressing. It was like shyness is nice, and it's like I don't know what is this is like. But I listened to it and listened to it because that's what I used to do, right? Yeah. Like back then, like say all my my Cure tapes and everything, everything I would listen to a million times until I loved all of it, right? Yeah. So I listened to it until I loved it, and then it was only like I don't know. I'd listened to it probably a hundred times and got used to how it sounded, and then I realized I was playing it on the wrong speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh my like, god, Rod. When I when I listen to it, I, like I was listening to it, and I'm like, it's so weird how his voice is so drawn out and low and whatever. And I thought it'd be funny if I was listening to it at the wrong speed. <laughs> right away, I knew I was listening to it at the wrong speed, and then I played at the right speed. Like, oh my god, this is so much better. It's not depressing <laughs> at all. Because it was ask. Ask yeah. is not depressing. No, I was like watching your face when I was like, yeah, I was listening to Ask and it was depressing. And you're like, hmm. Okay. <laughs> It's so funny, it's like trying to remember what we were rejecting. I can't even remember, you know, like if you turned on KX96, what were we hearing that we didn't like? I get I always say Brian Adams or something. What what do we what do we love the Smiths and the Rod cure Stewart. so much more? Rod Stewart. There you go. Rod Stewart. We were rejecting Rod Stewart. Okay. <laughs> That's enough. who I was rejecting. 
He's rejected. <laughs> I second the rejection. That's good. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so so it was hard. It was hard to find music. So by the time we were in high school, uh, I was fully into the Smiths and the Cure. So I was very, um, you know, not listening to things at the wrong speed anymore. And uh, so there were people, maybe two, three years older than us, like I said, who had just graduated, uh, hung all hung around, kind of in the same group. Like they weren't all skateboarders. Like no. they weren't all BMXers. They weren't, you know, they're just kind of there was this periphery of kind of weirdos, like how you described it. And so, you know, they would they would show up and be like, yeah, I got the, the newest B-sides for, you know, Hatful Apollo or whatever. And and it was like uh, currency. It was like, ooh, you know, like there'd be like a flutter around this person. But no, no, they brought that tape for Allison. Ooh, everyone's jealous. Like, oh, I'll make a copy <laughs> for you, you know? Um, or like it would be currency like used against you, you know? I remember one time um, at Clear Lake, there was like a hand delivery to um, our friend's uh, cabin. Yeah. And it was this mixtape from this guy. And his explicit instruction was do not let Allison Walden listen to this. Oh no. <laughs> and it had like hand that rocks the cradle on it. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and I was like, ha ha, I got to listen to this mixtape anyway, sucker. <laughs> So yeah, you didn't even know the drama going on with the mixtapes. Hey, remember when you made me a mixtape? And I think it had like, do you remember this? Because you don't yeah. remember introducing me at the folk festival. No, you don't. I don't remember, remember this. Okay, a so lot to be honest, Allison. I do not have Tyler's memory, and a lot of what I remember is Tyler reminding me later. So, so okay. I, I don't remember. Oh, I have just these little little snippets. I do not have anywhere near your or Tyler's memories, but that's why we're having this conversation and why I love well, it. So check this out. You gave me this mixtape um, and it was like Rod's favorite songs. And I think I was trying to remember what was on it. So you can just tell me if these were not your favorite songs, but I'm pretty sure that it had like 808 State and yes. Happy Mondays. Yes. Does that sound? Oh, that sounds sure. right, right? Loved it, yeah. Yeah. So and um, and I think there was some other stuff on it. Like I think there was Descendants because I think I Love told you I like Descendants and you yeah. gave me uh, Clean Sheets. Okay. So good. Yeah. So good. Remember that? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you gave me this tape and it was awesome. And I, I would listen to it over and over again, but the, the last, like the B side uh -huh. had like three minutes and 30 seconds of silence at the end of it because it just didn't work out. And that's pretty right. hard to find a song, but three minutes and 30 seconds. Right. So I'd always listen to this tape and then I get three minutes and 30 seconds of silence. And I'm like, ah, this is so frustrating. I want to stick a song on here. So I found a short song and stuck it on there. And the short song that I found was Rome by the B-52s. And then okay. you came over to my house and you were looking at the tape and I wrote that on the tape. And you were like, what the hell is this? Why is the B-52s on this tape that I made for you? And you were so mad. It was so funny. I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it was like, three minutes long. Come on, cut me some slack. You sound like a bit of an asshole, elitist asshole. <laughs> but it sounds like something I would do. Let's talk about going to the dances and kneeling. What do you remember about force? So my friends are all, I have a ton of friends that are DJs, including Tyler, as we talk a lot about him. And the worst thing about DJ is when someone comes up and tells you what to play, especially, you know, now and in the recent years, it's just the worst thing. So I, I can empathize with these poor uh, high school dance DJs who are using cassette decks and setting up, they were music men. They weren't even, like, to call them DJs is probably generous, but they would set up and they would play, they'd have two cassette decks and they would play a high school dance. And so what were they playing? I don't even remember. Do you remember what, like, what was everybody 
What was filling the dance floor at a high school dance at Neyland High School in like 1989? 1989. I don't know. When did did, uh, Can't Touch This come out? Because that was planned. Was it? Um, Yeah, it would be 1991 maybe. I think it was 1991. 89, okay, so maybe it was uh, Roxette. Okay. Roxette was banging Uh, on the dance floor? That sounds right. Yeah, I think... I think Roxette would have been would have been crowding the people would have been crowding the dance floor for Roxette. What else would they have been? Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, obviously they would have been crowding the dance floor for Bon Jovi. Motley Crue. I, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think of you know what the some of the people I hung out with uh, were listening to. Um, yeah, they would freak out at Motley Crue. You're pro- you're smiling. Maybe you're even envisioning the same person who I'm thinking of who used to just, just go wild for Motley Crue. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so then you know an actual good song would come on because we would bring it, yes. right? Even even bizarre love triangle, lots of people would leave when yes. when someone whoever it was brought that bizarre love triangle. Like, and honestly, how can you not like bizarre love triangle? Like that's just it's very. A it's a dance song. It's a classic. Yeah, it just shows the, how is it. What we were how is against. it different from the popular dance songs? Other than that, it's better (laughs) (laughs) so so we would go there and and we would bug them from basically from hour one to play what we wanted and they would put us off for a while they would they would be like no 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 and then finally they would play something that we wanted to hear and what would happen everybody would leave the dance floor (laughs) It, it could be just like heaven, which is another song. Totally easy to dance to just like heaven. Yeah. That's you know, or close to me. You can dance to close to me. Yeah. Or, or I remember um, I want to be sedated. Yes. And it, it, there would be more people on the dance floor yes. for I want to be sedated. But I mean, yeah, the cure it would clear the floor for sure. And I never got it. I remember. I seem to remember now. Maybe this isn't isn't actually true. It may be a false memory, but. I remember being into Dinosaur Jr. big time and being so excited. I must have just got it recently. And so bringing Dinosaur Jr. and just being like, play this, play this, play this. And that kill cleared the dance floor. Like no one was on the dance Like you weren't on the dance floor because no one had heard it. No one heard Dinosaur Jr. at that point. So it was just like an absolute vibe killer. Why didn't we want to dance to a song we didn't know? Like, why not? Like, if I was at a dance now, like, I, I seriously wouldn't know half the songs. Who cares well, think, if you're just I there think, to I a dance? You're, yeah, I think that there's that. Dinosaur Juniors in dance music, it's a stupid thing to play at a, at a high school dance, and that's that that was my fault. I have no, I have no <laughs> clue about what was, what was what. It wasn't like it was slamming. It was like guitar rock with no... Yeah, it was just a bad choice. But But putting on... Bizarre love triangle. On the other hand, I mean that's a, you know, slam and beat, and who doesn't want to dance to that, you know? And 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 I want to be sedated. That's what we had to kind of settle for because they would do a little, a little alternative set, right? They might play Personal Jesus or something, and they play. Oh yeah, yeah, Play play Bizarre Love Triangle and throw us some Ramones, and then get back to, get back to the mainstream, you know, and keep shut us up for a while or whatever. And maybe <laughs> must play have been so annoying. In, in, in there. Right. They would probably play a kick or something or a need you tonight. They'd probably play. Yeah. Some of those weird kind of songs where it's like, is it a slow song? Do I slow dance with the person? Do I? Right. What do I do? Oh, like never tell you tear tear us apart. Never tear us apart. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Because it has that fast part. And then it's like, and then it's slow after that. Slow songs. That was a whole other thing that I haven't really thought about. Do you have any slow song, awkward memories of any kind? Hmm. I think uh, probably the the most awkward is if you're um, 
you're finally dancing with someone that you really like and then and then they kind of change it to one of those hybrid kind of slow fast numbers and then you still want to dance with the person but they might not want to dance with you they might think it's a fast song right you know breaks it up too soon but right. you know that was probably the worst <laughs> how about you uh, i guess i just remember our friend you know dancing with her yeah just being a confusing time just a confusing time yeah, I definitely had moments like that. And I tried to put it into, you know, like to put into these little stories and write these little songs, but they're still kind of these little moments and they're not 100% true. They're like, you know, a little bit of embellishment or whatever, just to sort of make it a story. But it's like, it was all just so awkward, you know? Like the thing that I think that I remember the most is just being nervous and awkward pretty much all of high school in that respect of just never having any um, confidence about what was happening at any point, you know, even if you were quote unquote dating someone or you wanted to be, it was just never, I think the thing I remember most is wanting some kind of stability and to be, to understand what was going on and it never happening until much later in life. And I just feel for kids looking back, that was probably like the hardest thing about uh, growing up really is just that constant uncertainty that just would never you know you would never get this you never really get the clarity of what's going on where you're at with someone it's just where no no one was capable of that kind of communication right yeah yeah it would be so intense like i i do remember just feeling this intensity and just thinking you know this must mean something that yeah. it's so intense you know like it, it has to be like this real thing that's happening here because because otherwise it wouldn't be so intense but then nothing would happen <laughs> like, <laughs> <all right. laughs> uh, i remember some drama i was just remembering something uh i was remembering uh like just silly silliness you know uh, i remember uh there there was a, a guy i had a crush on and he made an announcement that he was going to choose who he liked at the dance Oh my and uh, yeah and it's like really and, and it was it was kind of between like a couple people and and i i thought i was one of the people but who knows really and i came to the dance late and he had already made his decision and i was always like oh not always but you know just at that for that evening i was like what if i had come on time <laughs> everything could have been different <laughs> but it's like how does that even happen how, how that, that sounds like a, that sounds <laughs> like, like a bad that sounds like a bad coming of age teen thing that wouldn't happen, but it did. No. No. Oh man. But imagine having that confidence, just like announcing, that I is, will choose my significant other this that evening is at something the dinner. That I never, and I bet you didn't go well. I bet you didn't end well. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Let's get into another song from the Brandon album. Uh, this song is called, I won't give in, and it's about trying to stay cool in an uncool town. Since most people were happy to listen to country music, get drunk every weekend, and just do whatever, it was not easy to remain a weirdo in a small city like Brandon, Manitoba. This is 90, I Won't Give In. I won't give in. I won't act like them I won't conform to the norm I'm no hype man No satin jacket with my name on the patch Don't drive no Mustang Not the leader of the pack Never at pit parties Throwing back coke and jack Just working for my dad every day Testing water Not doing much to impress somebody's daughter Riding on my skateboard to school every day Means only girls who like skateboards would ever play Which wasn't very many girls at all I must say Rocking jeans, three sizes too big with huge t's underneath i'm the size of a twig eat no meat other kids been picking on me since grade three mom says cause i'm too smart and too sweet but i gotta be me no surrender no retreat so i won't give in buy boots and go to houston's i won't give in every friday night puking pulling seagram's gin or durango boosting whether underage drinking or just doing something stupid cause i never stop thinking and my mind is always moving so i won't give in can't beat them, never join them, no I won't give in Through the years of disappointment, never hitting the gym Hit the books for my enjoyment, now I'm never unemployed And laughing last at their annoyance I saw it all coming like I'm flipping clairvoyant So watch Roddy do his thing uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. 
up your home with supplies from Rooms Alive, 17th and College, Brandon. 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 I was listening to your uh, your story about the the green limousine and just you riding the bus everywhere because nobody, none of your friends lived near you. Yeah. You always had to take the, the bus out to Tyler's or somewhere. Um, and just thinking about the good old, good old green limousine and Brandon stand and wait 45 minutes <laughs> until That's the right. next bus if you miss it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No schedule, like no idea when it's coming. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was that or Tyler's like, for example, the thing was the North Hill. For some reason, the skate park was on the North Hill, and then the snowboard spot was was the North Hill. So you couldn't walk to the North Hill. There's just no way to do it. You would um, so all summer I would skateboard basically out to where you lived every day. I would skateboard to 7-Eleven at 34th Street. So it was 30 oh, yeah. blocks down Victoria Avenue. I would skateboard there and back every day. I had these huge calves because all I would do is, is just ride, 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 ride. And this skinny little kid with these big, big calves from skateboarding. And uh, but in the winter or, or whatever, it was the bus. And or I would see if Tyler would pick me up. But usually it would be like he'd say, yeah, OK, we're leaving. We'll, we'll come pick you up. And then two hours would go by. And you'd call him and he'd answer and he'd be like, so are you coming? Are we going to the skate park or not? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, it would be like, you'd sit there for two or three, you'd be like, fuck, fuck it, I'm just going to take the bus. It's faster. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, my folks would give me a ride, but for the most part, it was, uh, I was on my own, which was, you know, it's funny. It's like they taught, they taught me in their way just to be independent and just get it, you know, if you want to get somewhere, then there's the bus and, you know, you've got an allowance or you've got a job or whatever and, you know, off you go. So, yeah. I, I was the same way. I would just, you know, go where I needed to go, get there, how I needed to get there. But when I go back to Brandon, Rob, when you, when you go back, don't you notice how it doesn't take longer than five minutes to drive anywhere? And like, yeah. as a parent, would you not spend five minutes just to drive your kid wherever? I always get kind of get annoyed. You know, my, my mom, she usually stayed at home and, and, you know, got stuff organized around there. She would never give me a ride to school. Like the odd time if I missed the bus or something, she yeah. would be so put out, you know, she would drive me to school, yeah. you know? I'm like, now I look back and I'm like, that took five minutes, <laughs> like maybe 10, maybe 10, yeah. like 20 minutes there and back. Like, why didn't you just give me more rides? Like, come on people. But yeah, sure. We learned the, the independence lesson. In 91, my jam was unbelievable by EMF And I'd go to the high school dance And then go home and be depressed Had a posse in effect But they were losers like me Didn't know it at the time But now it seems too likely Almost got in a fight with a kid named Trevor Boito He gave me the finger, I gave it back And it began to look unavoidable He sized me up, licked his chops Prepared to kick my ass Cause I hardly had a muscle in my body Except for my monstrous calves Which I developed every day Day, riding a skateboard endlessly And this was all by instinct As we were natural enemies As he played hockey for the team Just another one of the fellas But all the pretty girls dated skaters So they were probably jealous And we would laugh at his pants Two sizes too small Mine were three sizes too big So I guess the feeling was mutual If I saw him now we could probably hang out Maybe talk about the playoffs But back then I never watched ESPN And our common ground was a long way off And so it was on a sunny day That we exchanged on Pleasantries. I thought I could actually beat him Cause that's what my friends kept telling me Obviously I wasn't viewing the situation realistically Cause I hadn't fought since elementary And he probably fought weekly So when I saw him in the hallway I gave a smirk and talked trash He went for me but he missed me And hit a locker with the crash Which attracted the attention of the school's vice principal Since I got such good grades He assumed I was responsible And he let me go Took Mr. Boyto for a chat in his office Who by now would be a raging bull and it looked like an 
never get out of this As the day stretched on So far so good I'm saving face I couldn't back down now Even if it meant a round of amazing grace Reality kicked in And the gravity started to dawn on me That I was outmatched And I had to come up with the strategy Could deck out early Leave my car in the parking lot And people ask me what happened Just front like I forgot But I couldn't play the coward Lesson learned from Howard Cunningham Was about to get beat down by a clown Who couldn't do the running man so I headed for the front door to meet my fate And sure enough he was sitting there patiently waiting And he stood up to greet me and said We gonna fight I could have said something clever like Got a headache dear, not tonight Instead I looked at him, shrugged and said nah He shrugged back at me and didn't seem to care at all And to this day for the life of me I don't know why he could have taken me out easily He hardly had to try Maybe he was scared too, maybe he came around Or maybe he respected me for never backing down Or maybe the vice principal explained it wouldn't be prudent Cause it makes it harder to graduate when you murder a star student Or maybe he doesn't like to fight at all and I had him figured wrong We stereotyped each other, assumed we'd never get along Oh, by the way, I listened to the the Trevor Boito thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, when, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I listened to I listened to that earlier today. That's the guy who sabotaged uh, Pat's beer. That's the guy. I oh, remember I was trying to remember his name. I'm like, oh, Justin. No, it was Trevor Boito. Trevor Boito. He wore hmm? jeans so tight. He was like this little scrawny hockey guy. And he just had no chill. He, he just was your super stereotypical jockey, ratty kind of hockey guy. Just mm -hmm. the opposite of what we were going for in Neyland. And... Uh, mm -hmm. And we were going to fight one day. He said, you want to fight? And I said, sure. And something happened. And then I said, and then we never did fight. Thank goodness. Cause I'm quite sure that he would, uh, he would have inflicted harm on me. I'm not, I was never a fighter and I would not have done well. I'm in that scenario. So it worked out nicely. Sometimes people were aggressive towards me, but then someone would walk by and say, that's Walden's sister. And then they would all just melt into the woodwork. I don't know if you remember my brother. I do. But his I remember your brother, I think, going to bat for me a few times. That's nice. Yeah, I I don't, I, I would think that that's how he would be if he knew it was one of my friends. Yeah. Because he's, he's kind of protective that way. Yeah, it came in handy for me a few times. If someone would kind of call out and just like let someone know yeah. <laughs> who I was, and they're like, "Oh, sorry," or yeah. like you know, my my brother, whatever. It was pretty funny. I remember these these girls were being aggressive towards me. Remember when we went to Neil in grade nine because our school yes. was getting renovated? Yes. And then I don't know these these grade twelve girls were I don't know bothering me for some reason, and uh, I think. I think I told my brother finally, and then my brother like told and like got another girl to talk to them because <laughs> it, it was like wasn't kosher for him to, you know, bother a couple of girls who were bothering me. But he right. got this other girl to bother them. <laughs> I don't know. Very complicated, but it worked. And <laughs> they didn't bother me. Anymore. <laughs> I think one of them actually came and apologized, oh, like nice. gave me a, a nice, sincere apology. I was like, wow, <laughs> times it comes in handy to be Jeff Alden's sister. There you go.
I'm pretty sure that I have some of these things still in a box. Like I remember coming across uh, Rod and Tyler, I Don't Care, mm-hmm. which I was so pumped. I remember finding it a, a few different times. The first time I found it, I, I got to listen to it because I had a cassette player. The second time I found it and I didn't have a cassette player. And I was like, oh, because I actually really wanted to hear the laughing song, which is at yes. the end of one of your tracks on yes. the Brandon album. Uh, which yeah. you you only played a bit of it though well, but i wanted I to hear you thing. can hear the whole thing if you want i have the entire thing i can send you a link to it it is a terrible um, terrible tape it is absolutely awful i know but i will happily send it to you if <laughs> you, you want hmm? you guys made gas money to go to winnipeg is that, that what it was i remember because i, I don't remember the, what we were what the proceeds were but i remember selling we recorded over tyler's brother's entire tape collection so bratty yeah and this is the kind of thing where so our whole dynamic would be like hey tyler this is your brother's tape like isn't he gonna be pissed off like he's gonna freak out this seems like a bad idea and he's like no 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 it's fine he doesn't care he doesn't even listen to this shit whatever and i'd be like okay okay so then we do it we dub them over we make hand cover custom covers using hockey tape and pen for every single tape whether it was deep purple or whatever it was um and then and then we sell them and we made 40 of them and sold for 40 copies and bought the gas money and went to Winnipeg. And then his brother absolutely lost his shit. He was so mad. And it was like, <laughs> I told you, didn't, didn't I, didn't I say that this would seem like a bad idea, but it was still not a bad idea. He was like, well, he'll get over it. And we got to go to Winnipeg and we had a great time and people liked the tape and we sold them all really quickly. And where's the, still no problem. It's like, okay. <laughs> I love the rationale. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah, totally. I love that that's the kind of bratty stuff that you guys would do, though. I mean, like, what kind of creative brattiness is that? You know, like, I, I can't imagine, you know, if my brother took my tape collection and made custom covers and recorded over them with the, his own album and sold them to his friend's school. Yeah. <laughs> like, you almost can't even stay mad, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm sure he's not mad anymore, so it's all worth it. I do have to ask him. I had uh, I had dinner with him a couple years ago. He didn't bring it up, so I think maybe he's over it. Yeah, he's over it. It all worked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, let's uh, get to some more music. This is the third track we're going to play today from the Brandon album. This song is called That Weekend Girl 3. So this is the third of the Girl Series songs. And this is a different girl. This is not the girl who was into The Cure. And this is not the girl who was a year older than me that dumped me. This is a different girl who I had an on-again, off-again relationship with. And this is about one weekend where we were definitely not dating, but maybe heading back towards dating and hanging out um, on a weekend when we headed up to Clear Lake. So here it is. This is called That Weekend Girl Girl 3. Full tank, stone roses in the tape deck, no bank, no poses so we break west. On a Friday afternoon in June, we left kneeling in the rear view, totally in tune. Me and this girl who played it on again, off again, now in year two. She was a dancer with a pixie cut hairdo, big beauty eyes that could see right through you. Totally confuse you We had the AC going But the air was warm Two rebel rebels Who didn't dare conform In the town of Brandon Where all the dads were born And no one ever leaves We had to smash the norm Which meant dressing up Like punk rock hopefuls Pissing off the jocks Outside of the socials This one at Danceland Where all of the folks go Were we a couple? Well I privately hoped so We're on Highway 10 Passing Minnedosa I think that time is free but I'm not really over She drives me round the bend Like a Chevy Nova A corny metaphor But F it, I'm trying to close the deal She's into likes, but the truth proved elusive Love the pursuit, but not when it's exclusive Once I made the pledge, guess it brought us to the edge Better off friends when somebody tends to hedge their bets But then, the tension was magical Remember that weekend and nothing even happened though The attraction, the freedom, the season I think back fondly and it goes beyond reason
of the guitar that you hear on these tracks, like the Cure track, uh, all three tracks in today's episode have guitar by my friend Alvaro Rojas, who's a fantastic guitar player. He's a jazz musician. He's got great jazz records of his own. You can look him up on Bandcamp. That's Alvaro, A-L-V-A-R-O, Rojas, R-O-J-A-S. And um, I want to thank him very much for playing on this record. He's all over it. Like I said, he's on many of the tracks. Um... And so that is about all the time we have for for today. I want to thank Allison for so much for joining me with her great stories. Uh, really appreciate it. And thank you to UGS Meg for hosting the podcast. In two weeks, we'll have, we'll have episode five. My guest is none other than Patrick Skeen, a.k.a. Pip Skid. We'll talk about um, us hanging out in Brandon, Manitoba, him rejecting hockey and turning to skateboarding. And... Um, and a little bit about you know Brandon after after I left Brandon and, and him sticking around for a couple more years. So that's uh, that's gonna be a great conversation and looking forward to it. So thank you again for listening and have a good night.